everybody. This is Cliff Jones. It's my podcast called Just Listen. Um, just want to do a quick recap of my 2019 as a classical pianist, a teacher, um, what else? Producer, and um, just as an individual, you know. So, we'll start with my 2019 as a classical pianist. This year was a year of growth, significant growth in my playing, in my um, musicianship, in my interpretation. I started off the year in January preparing for a concert in June. And I remember in January, I did not even have my full repertoire of what I wanted to play. I kept changing the pieces up, which is really, really, <laughs> really, really, uh, what's the word? Uh, crazy, so to speak. Because by if you have a concert in six months or five months, your repertoire should be set and ready to go at least three or four months prior, the, at least like maybe like eight months in advance. So, um, you know, of course I didn't have it all together by January, you know. I had it together by March. And um, I just remember practicing and practicing and being frustrated with the process because, you know, it's a lot of music. I played six pieces. Um, actually, no, I played one, two, three, four. I actually, on the program, I had 10 pieces, but I ended up only playing eight. And um, it was really... <laughs> Preparing for this concert that happened in June, that happened in June, it was a lot of work. Playing eight pieces or learning eight pieces, most of them I I knew I had already studied before. I was just refreshing. Um, But still, learning eight pieces in about five or six months, that's really challenging. And I remember just feeling so drained and I don't know how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that. But... You know, it just goes to say, it goes to show that when I put my heart, or when anybody puts their heart to something, their heart, their mind, their, 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 their everything to completing a task, they'll definitely be able to do it. You know, you just have to put the work in, you know, and be patient. Patience is like the most important thing for anybody that wants to be classical pianist or or anybody that wants to get into basically you don't even have to relate just heavily to music whether you have a a goal to lose X amount of weight or to reach a certain financial status or whatever the case may be you have to be patient you have no choice because nothing is given to you overnight and uh, earlier this year when was that no that was last year I went to a J. Cole concert Madison Square Garden and he was like basically he was like he said that there's no such thing as overnight success um a lot of people that are in the game or whatever that are famous or rich most of them have put in a lot of work now those that haven't put in put in the work or who have this alleged overnight success you notice how quickly they fall 
because there's no foundation. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going. That just goes to show that you know you have to have foundation. You have to build. You have to build step by step by step by step. Go through the tough times. Go through the hard times in order to complete your goal. And um, that's what I had to do um, with preparing for that concert in June. Um, also, uh, what else did I do this year? On the, on the other side of teaching, so I'm also a classical, also a piano teacher, group keyboard teacher at Harlem School of the Arts, private lesson teacher at Harlem School of the Arts, and also outside of Harlem School of the Arts. I learned a lot about myself as a teacher. Like I've always been very patient, very like fun teacher. Uh, when I'm teaching little kids, teenagers, adults, like that's just who I've always been. You know, very patient, very kind. Um, I think the thing that I struggled with the most was creativity. Like, like as the, like in the early part of the year, I would come to work not know what to teach, not not having no, no real plan of what I'm going to teach. And then um, maybe five minutes before <laughs> the um, the class would come in, oh, I'm like, all right, cool, I'm going to teach this or I'm going to do that, you know. But, like, my creativity throughout the year got better and better because it was like, okay, I'm trying to teach kids. Let's say one of my lessons was to teach children how to build chords on the piano. Okay, so if it's a group class, if there's like 10, 12 kids in a class, it's very hard to, to give them sheet music or give them a book to read in class or any, any type of worksheet in class and have them read it because not all of them can read and, and then um, say, hey, this is how you build chords. So what I did instead was I did a game called the Game of Thirds, which is the play off of a very good show, even though it ended terribly, the Game of Thrones. So the Game of Thirds teaches kids how to build chords. When you build chords, you're skipping every other note. Okay, so think if you can just visualize a piano, if you have a piano in your room or in your house, think of if you start on a note, you're skipping every other note. Now the type of chords that we're building that the kid that was teaching the kids to build is called triads. Triads is a three note chord that's separated by thirds. Okay, so when you, when you, when you skip every other note, those are thirds. So for example, C to E, E to G, that's a third. So using those three notes, C, E, G, when you play those three notes together at the same time, there's your triad, okay? So the way I played this game was um, I would have everybody in my class uh, either get in a circle if I had the space or, you know, we go one by one. I'll start with the first letter of the music alphabet, which is A. Then the next person would have to go. They have to skip notes. So if it's A, the next person would say C. The next person would say E. The next person would say G. And so forth and so on. And I made it like a little competition in, in the class, you know, so it was a lot of fun. And, it, and, and eventually they learned how to build chords. So, you know, that's a major step. It may seem like something small, but at the same time, it was a major step in my teaching 
creativity and teaching abilities and you know being creative in general all right so what else now um production wise man first and foremost let me give you a little background on me me as a producer i started making beats in 2011 um right 2000 it's been 2011 yeah 2011 on fl studios 10 i think it was or 9 one of the two and made a lot of beats made a lot of beats i still have most of them then i stopped making beats in 2015 because i was working on my own classical music stuff then i recently picked them picked picked up making beats again at my job because we have a little studio on logic pro 10 um uh program and in the and we have a mac and stuff like that etc etc so i started making beats again and you know the process was really interesting you know at first it's, it's a new program logic pro i never used logic pro before so i'm getting used to it i make my first beat and it's not in here you know it's all right <laughs> uh, then um you know as the as the months went by i started making more and more beats and it's like yo what am i gonna do with these beats i want to release them but i don't have confidence in that they will sound good so i remember my girlfriend at the time you know shout out to her uh she was like yo just release it just release these beats because you're only going to make more beats as time goes on and um you know i ended up releasing beats on beat stars you know the process was slow getting my name out there you know and um as the months went by you know i started letting more and more people hear my beats and you know people started really liking them I sold my first beat in uh, September of this year. I st- you know, I started on BeatStars in April. Sorry. I sold two beats so far this year. And uh, three, actually, both of BeatStars. And shout out to BeatStars.com. Um, and, you know, just it's just a process. Like, it's like I said, with being a classical pianist, you have to put in the work have to trust the process you have to be patient you have to be persistent you have to be consistent with your process you know and also you gotta you got you can't be caring about what this person thinks and how this person makes their beats etc etc like yo forget all that just do you you know what i'm saying just just do you go out there and be great and just handle your business and just don't worry about the next person know a lot of people make beats because you know they want to make money and even me like when i first was getting onto beat stars was like yo if i sold all these beats with a 400 uh what's that a 400 license for exclusive rights and i had at that that uh, i have like what how many beats on beat stars like 30 or 40 you multiply that by 400 that's what zero 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 that's like sixteen thousand dollars or maybe more $16,000 right one two three yeah <laughs> $16,000 and that's all I was worried about was the money and then you know the money wasn't coming in thank god I still have my job and whatnot. but you know I was putting out crap quality 
because I was so worried about, oh, I need to make this money. Or even if I was putting out great quality, even when I started putting out great quality of beats and people still weren't buying my stuff, I felt bad. Like, you know, I'm watching this person make all this millions of dollars or thousands of dollars off of beat stars. And it's just like, damn, my beats sound better, you know? And I, I felt so discouraged. But it all comes back to one thing and one thing only, and that is the fact that it's more about the music. You have to worry more about making music, making beats. It's not necessarily, the money will come later. Your work ethic is everything. You know, it's the more beats you make, no matter how long it takes, five, 10 years, eventually something's gonna hit, you know? And there's persistency, consistency, patience is key and um, also learning from others. I remember at the beginning of the year, I didn't want to collab with anybody because I'm naturally introverted. You know, even doing something like this, like a podcast, with it, where it's just me just talking, is really like a big step for me because I am naturally introverted. You know? But you know, as the year went on, I stopped caring about what other people think of me and. I don't, it doesn't, none of that matters. If it's not constructive criticism, I ain't hearing it. Feel me? So, um, I collaborated with um, Claus Beats. Shout out to Claus. Shout out to Claus. I had to get back in the studio. I've just been really busy with a lot of different things. So, if you hear this, just know that I am definitely going to link up with you again in 2020. Um, I, I think he was the only collaborator um, this year. Actually, I collaborated with some people at my job. Um, yeah, so I, I'm looking, definitely looking forward to do more collaborations in 2020 with Beats and different things like that. And um, I have a lot of different things coming up. Look out for my beat tape in January. It's going to be called Please No Paparazzi Volume 1. Um, I, got, I, I got sound packs, piano packs coming in 2020 so you know it's just gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun creating beats and stuff like that uh what else um I'm just doing one touch I'm gonna go back to this concert it's got classical pianist June 2020 I don't know the exact date as of yet but I am also getting ready to do another concert in June 2020. It's going to be an all friends list concert. Anybody who knows me, really knows me, knows that friends list is, is my guy. Like, that's my dude. That's my favorite composer. Um, the, 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 what is it? The name of the concert is going to be called The Sentimental List. Okay, I'm going to give you a little background as to why I decided to name it The Sentimental List. Um, so, now this is going to be a little bit of me on the personal side. In January of this year, I started dating this girl, amazing woman. She's an amazing woman. Um, and things were good, things were good, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then in September, it feels like out of nowhere... You know, she just ended things, and it really, like, really broke me down. 
and it really hurt my feelings. And, you know, I was just really, like, down. Down, down, bad. <laughs> like, I had never felt so emotionally unstable, mentally unstable in my life. It felt like I lost my a family member or my mom or my grandmother or, or or even outside of my family a friend any of my friends that are really dear to my heart it felt like yo this is crazy you know because I because I, in my head it was like it was so sudden and um yeah like that that really burned so in my healing process you know I was like whenever I'm hurt I always have to release this hurt through music. So how am I going to do this? So I decided, okay, I'm going to pick six of friends' lists, most sentimental pieces, and I'm express my pain, my love, my, my everything through my anger, through these six pieces. Because, you know, when somebody breaks up with you, you can't... You can't really express how you're feeling to that person. You know, they put you... You can, you know, but you can express how you feel, and but it's going to look like you're pathetic. You can look like you're pathetic. You can look like you're begging for them to come back. And, and even if it's not, it's like, yo, you, she broke up with you or he broke up with you. You just got to take time for yourself and just live your life and, and heal so this is this was my healing process um i choose six pieces that's fully express everything that i was feeling everything that I was going through during that time in september october november and even now december going into january you know i'm not as like emotionally unstable or, or mentally unstable or whatever the case may be but you know, shit still hurt. Excuse my expression. It still hurts, and um, but you know, all of that has to go into my music. I have friends that I was able to vent to, still able to vent to, and I thank God for them. You know, they've helped me in a lot of ways. But I'm just gonna ex- really express everything how I felt, my whole journey through this healing process, through this music. Um, and I'm really excited for it because. One of the pieces I'm playing is uh, by Friends List. It's called Overture to Tenhauser, which is a, a transcription that he did of Wagner's, Richard Wagner, in case y'all gonna look this up, Richard Wagner's um, own Overture to Tenhauser, which is an opera. Listed a piano version of it. And for years, I've been playing piano for 18 years now. And for years, I've always wanted to play that piece. But, you know, it's very technically demanding. And, you know, there's some parts that I just don't have the technique as of yet to learn or how to play it, how to play them yet. So I was just like, you know what, let me make my own version of it. So I started writing it in October. And right now it's December. That's two months later. It's at... 46 pages long and it's almost finished my version of it is almost finished being completed I just have to do a few more um 
additions to it and I'm definitely going to be that'll be the last piece that I perform on my program before I close the show that's it that's the last piece and I'm just really excited I can't wait to 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 um, share it with the world or people that will be there in person like it's going to be it's such an amazing monumental piece and that piece really really describes everything that I'm feeling everything that I have felt with this breakup and you know I just can't wait to share it and I'm really excited so um what else me as a person Cliff Jones I have grown a lot this year I started off the year unsure of who I was unsure of what I can do what I can and cannot do and it's just amazing like my journey um let's see uh the girl I dated she helped a lot in in encouraging me to pursue my dreams um I'm trying to think grandmother of course giving me the constructive criticism my friends my close friends just like yo Cliff what are you doing Cliff, have confidence in yourself. Do this, do that. What did, what do you have to lose? You know, and I'm just thankful for all of them for like encouraging me to to grow mentally, spiritually. Certain things that that used to get me annoyed, it's just like pfft, nobody has time for that. Nobody has time to be yelling and screaming. You know, I learned that it's okay to be weird because all musicians are weird all musicians are not normal (laughs) so to speak it's okay to be yourself you know and if people don't like it that's on them i don't have nothing to do with me you feel me um with this breakup i've learned i finally realized what i want for my life and how I'm going to do it. So, what I want to do with my life is, I want to get to a point where it's like I could just get up, not have to worry about money, and I can just travel, even if it's not with anybody, even if it's just by myself. I can just be like up. Oh, I don't have to worry about money. I can just say, okay, I'm going to go to Egypt today and spend a few few days there. Or I want to go to Hungary, Budapest, or whatever the case may be. Or I just want to simply just get up and practice music and prepare for a concert and not have to worry about, dang, I have to go to work. So what that is called is financial literacy. That's what I want. I want to to have financial financial freedom. And um, one of the steps I'm taking towards that is... I'm starting my own piano business. It's called it's called the Jones School of Piano Pedagogy. Funded and founded by me. Right now, I'm currently working on the website, and um, I have a lot of I have the mission statement down, and I'm just really excited to launch in May of 2020. I have to buy the license for the business, the LLC license, and also I'm starting up two other companies, two other um, LLCs 
one is called CJ3 Productions. Some of y'all might might know might know CJ3 Productions as my producer name, but not only will it be for production, it will also be for compositions. So like this piece that I'm writing right now for my concert, it's gonna be through CJ3 Productions. So any money I make off of concerts, any money I make off of making beats or collaborating with other artists, that's the money that, that's gonna go go to that company and then the last one is called music is life life is music it's another llc that i'm going to start up for whenever i have um gigs um actually wait gigs i said this all wrong cj3 productions is whenever i collaborate with other artists (laughs) uh whenever i make beats any compositions i make that any money i make through that is going to go into CJT Productions. Music is life. Life is music. Is for when I have gigs or when I do my own performances, different things like that. Any money I make off of that is going to go through that company. Music is life. Life is music. So the reason why I came up with the name of, of the company, Music is Life, Life is Music, is because think of when you really think about it, Music is all around us. From when you're in your, your mother's womb, you hear music. If you hear a song on the radio and you're in your mother's womb, you're exposed to music. Even when you come out and you hear stuff on the TV or you hear your mom singing or your dad singing, it's music. And what's crazy is that, did you know that like anything can be music? Me going like that, I don't know if you can hear this, the sound of my voice can be music, which is so crazy, and that's what this company is about, music is life, life is music, so, yeah, (laughs) so this is my first podcast, I hope that you enjoy it, I hope that you learn something from it, and here's for 2020, okay, so, just a word of advice, a parting advice. If you have a goal, if you have a dream, if you have aspirations, do not be afraid to take that first step in reaching your goals and reaching your dreams. Because if you don't do it, 60 years, 80 years from now, when you're on your deathbed, you're going to have a whole lot of regret. And that's not what life should be about. Life should not have any type of regrets. When you're on your on on your your final days, in your final days, you want to look back on your life and be like, yes, I lived a life that that is well fulfilled. I did, I tried, I left nothing, no stone unturned, I put everything on the floor. I worked my ass off, I did everything I could to be happy and to make others happy. Okay, so that's just my parting advice for anybody going into 2020 with doubt about this, that, and the third. Don't worry about, don't worry about what this person's going to think. Even if nobody, even if only two people mess with your stuff for now, that's all you need. Two loyal people or one loyal person or even nobody wants to mess with your stuff. Keep doing it. Keep building it if it makes you happy. Okay? This is Cliff Jones signing off. 
holla at y'all later. Peace.